Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it! Then we're done! And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes, get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. of all time. I got to wear the jacket. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good people. It is uh, Wednesday, February 8th. It's a historic day. It's a monumental day because we get to celebrate the greatest basketball player of all time becoming the all-time leading scorer. King James, baby. I still got the receipt. I still got the tag. You got the tag on it. I still got the tag on the jacket because I haven't worn it, baby. LeBron James. Go James. Passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar last night. Man, it's uh, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be it's gonna be a fan. Nothing y'all can say. Y'all can talk about our big board all you want. Talk about these draft picks all you want. But it's a good day. I'm uh, keeping this jacket on all day long. Uh, the King is in the mother effing building, baby. Let's get it, man. Welcome. This is Wake Up Ray G. Thank y'all for joining us this morning. Who we got in the building? What haters do we have in here this morning? Let's see who's hating in here this morning. What's going on, Fizzle? What's up, Seth? Adam, Dan, Marlon, Cold World. Uh, Clay's in the building. Uh, we got a lot of people in here. Ty in the building. Goat Rings in the building. Chris, let's get it, baby. Good morning to everybody. Yeah, it's going to be a good day. We've got a good show lined up for you, but no doubt about it. LeBron freaking James, man, the king. The king did it last night. Um, witnessing history, you know, as we, um, whether you think he's the best or not, you know, everybody that's on this show, we have lived through some historic moments in just sports history, uh, whether that's Messi, whether that's Tom Brady, LeBron James, Tiger Woods, Serena and Venus Williams, uh, Michael Phelps. I mean, just a Usain Bolt. The list goes on and on and on. So as as we predominantly talk football on this show, just appreciate what we've witnessed in our lifetime, man. It's uh, truly just incredible. The the goats that we've got to see play in our generation, in our era, and above above all things, man, I just appreciate good sport. I just appreciate good sport no matter what it is, and uh, I've got to live and witness some of the most historic feats that we've ever seen, some records that may never be touched, but it's NFL, NBA, uh, Major League Baseball, we've witnessed great, so this is just this is just dope, man, this is just dope. So Jay, how you doing this morning? You know I'm in a good mood, baby. Are you good? I was wondering, did you need me to like filibuster a little bit, let you catch your breath? Um, is your Achilles okay? That's one thing I was worried about as you're doing your LeBron celebration there. But uh, yeah, and I actually watched it. It was a little lengthy of a ceremony. I'm not a big oh fan of the God. big ceremonies, oh. but I get it. Maybe, maybe I'm, right, maybe I'm a hater. No, I don't. Get even with the here. even with the Steph one, I was like, this is this is a little much. But I was thinking about that actually. Isn't it crazy that Steph broke the three point record before LeBron broke the scoring record? And I think that really symbolizes the change in the NBA over the course of history, right? Um, but yeah, no, shout out to LeBron. I don't think anyone's going to break his record. Load management won't have it, right? Load management will not have anybody breaking the scoring record. Even Kevin Durant probably has very, very no. little shot no. at getting there, it. Only, and they're neck and neck in points per I game. I think the next closest like, like player within like 10,000 of him that's like, yeah. is like Shaquille O'Neal. Like there's no one yeah. even, there's no one even close. He's going to, he's going to end up with 40,000 points. Um, but shout out to LeBron, man. One of my favorite athletes of all time. I uh, was happy to watch that last night. But, Jay, got a lot to get to. We got any news? You got any news for us, Jay? We got some news? Yeah. We yeah, got some, got news? some, some yeah. news. Some things to talk about for sure. 
All right. Well, let me get you. Uh, let me get you set up, and then we'll uh, we'll get into uh, straight facts. I gotta I gotta roll it, man. I, I'm all I'm all discombobulated. The biggest news in the world of sports, covered and brought to you by one man, Jordan Richards. This is Straight Facts, presented by Michelle Adoro. All right, Ray. So. Oh, we did set some ca- some coaching hirings in the NFL. Brian Flores was hired to be the DC of the Minnesota Vikings. Now, also, our dear friend of the show, Jordan Reed, was talking about the Vikings potentially taking one of the very highly touted corners in this upcoming draft to help bolster that defense. We know how badly they do need secondary help. And bringing in Brian Flores and his aggressive scheme, he suggested that we may look to see the Vikings take a corner high in the NFL draft this year. As well, Steve Wilkes was hired to be the replacement to D'Amico Ryans in San Francisco. So he gets a new gig in a great spot to show again why he is a great coach for the San Francisco 49ers. The Titans promoted their passing game coordinator. Talk about a uh, no-show position in Tennessee. As their OC and Ryan Tannehill was apparently excited about the, about the hiring, in my opinion. Um, we'll see, right? Are they going to pass the ball anymore now? And I thought Ryan Tannehill was supposed to be out the door. So not really sure how that happened. But with Malik Willis's play, I can't say I'm surprised. Matt Ryan is reportedly open to coming back to the NFL next season, oh which, yeah, not really happy to hear that. Um, and then the Cardinals, right? Their head coaching search is basically down to Mike Kafka, the OC of the Giants, and Lou Anarumo, the DC of the Bengals. I don't really know if I care who gets that job. I think it's more interesting that we're hearing so many reports now that people don't want to go there because of Kyler Murray and his contract. That is very interesting. And it feels like whoever gets this job may not be there for very long. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is headed to a darkness retreat. Oh my Didn't gosh. say where Just it was. Stay away. He was on Pat McAfee's show, said we'll see what happens with, with Aaron Rodgers. We probably won't, won't hear a report from him for a little while as to whether or not he's going to come back. As well, A.J. Green retired. So 11 seasons of A.J. Green, pretty dominant peak as far as wide receivers go. Shout out to A.J. Green. And then, of course, LeBron breaking the record, which you led the top of the show with. So I don't need to really get into that that much. Man, um, yeah, I'm just so tired of Aaron Rodgers, dude. Like, I am sick of him. He's got to go to a dark place to think <laughs> about thinking about if he wants to come back. I'm just so tired of Aaron Rodgers. Can we get him out of here? Like... Hey, man, somebody talk. Hey, Jay, tell the truth, man. Leo said I ran out and bought this jacket last night. Did I buy this jacket last night, Jay? I'm, I'm not going to embarrass you with why you bought the jacket, but it, I will tell you guys for a while, and it's the first time I've ever seen it. So it's been in hiding. It's still got the tags on, but he finally had a moment to bust it out. So here it is, the famous Mitchell and Ness jacket that Ray bought. Mm. And uh, yeah, mm. it's it's in the building, finally, mm. after what, a mm. year and a half now? A little over, yeah, about a year and a half. It's been uh, been in the closet, but we got we had a chance to bring it out. No, I did not watch it on the Epson, Leo. I did not watch it on the Epson. It was late. It was late. I was in the bed. I was in the bed. But uh, you need to get you one of those Epsons. Epson.com forward slash wake up. Go check it out, man. It's uh, freaking dope. I'll tell you that. But let's talk about... Matt Miller, Jay, who put out a mock right after our Monday show. I think it came out a few hours later. All news breaks after the Monday show. Right after the the damn show, man. We can never... I got to talk to Jay Reed about that, man. We can never get it live or get it before the show. It always comes out on Monday. Um, But he put out a two-round mock. So what we are going to do today is um, go through that two-round mock, and then we're going to build our big board out. We're going to build out a top 15 big board based on that mock. So sort of like a mock draft, but we'll be able to move stuff around a little differently. We'll get some input from y'all, uh, the viewers, and, and let us know if these players are too high or too low based on the landing spots from Matt Miller's mock. So, Jay, let's pop it off. So at the top of Miller's mock, he has the Indianapolis coach trading with Chicago um, and selecting Bryce Young as QB1. Yeah. Right now there's a lot of talk about Bryce Here's here's the thing. The only the only knock on Bryce Young, the only knock is the size. And there's reports that he's bulking up, trying to get to 210. Who knows what he's going to be? I, I don't know. But right now he's got Bryce Young going to Indy at one. And uh, the Houston Texans chilling at two. They take their quarterback of the future, Jay. Will Levis out of Kentucky. And then at number nine. So the top three quarterbacks off the board, Bryce Young, Will Levis, and then C.J. Stroud off the board 
at nine to the Carolina Panthers. You also, what's cool about this and what I'm looking at and y'all can't see is Jay has Lance Zerline sort of notes and landing spots for these players underneath uh, Matt Miller's mock. So talk about where Lance really quickly had Young, Levis, and Stroud. Yeah, so Lance, of course, dropped his first round mock. Uh, same time, basically, in the morning. It's mock season. But he had no trade in Chicago, so no one trading up to number one. So he had Bryce Young going at two to Houston. He had um, Will Levis going number seven to Vegas. And then he had CJ Stroud going number four to Indy. So a lot of spots we've seen fairly, fairly recently. Again, different order. Will be probably a trade with Chicago. But a lot of similar landing spots for these top prospects. All right, Bijan Robinson running back out of Texas, going 10 overall to Philly. Talked to a lot of people from Philly in uh, Mobile, and it it doesn't seem like that's the direction that they're going to go in. But Bijan Robinson, number 10 overall to the Philadelphia Eagles. Houston, with their second first-round pick, they add one of the best wide receivers in this class, Jordan Addison, at 12. And that is the first wide receiver off of the board in Matt Miller's mock. And then we have an interesting choice in Jay. I don't really know how I feel about the landing spot per se, but the capital would be fantastic. Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida, 16th overall to the Washington Commanders. And then rounding out the top 20, we get another wide receiver off the board. Uh, right now, currently my wide receiver one in the class, Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba, number 22 Seattle. Jay? I mean, this is really crazy, right? To think about Bijan Robinson, the range of outcomes for him is somewhere in the range of 10 all the way down to 30, 31. Then you talk about Anthony Richardson to Washington. I don't know how to feel about it, Ray. Lance, Ron Rivera coaching him. him. Well, Lance had him going to the Bucks, And so I got to ask you, he had them going to the Bucks at 19. Which spot would you prefer? Anthony Richardson on the Buccaneers or on Washington? Both are kind of questionable spots for me. Neither? I can I pick neither? I'd, I'd rather uh, neither. Definitely not the Buccaneers in that system that's going on. No thank you. Um, I do like Addison to Houston, pairing him up with uh, Will Levis in this mock. I think that would be good. Get get Will another weapon. We know they need weapons in Houston all over the place. Uh, my issue with Washington is I don't think Ron Rivera with another subpar to losing season, I don't think he retains that job. They already yeah. made him fire his offensive coordinator, which is like – Hey, man, get a new OC, fix this, or we're going to go in You're another next. direction. So I just yeah. I would not want a Rich in a spot where he could be having a new head coach and the new head coach that didn't draft him is kind of like, I really didn't want this guy. You know, that Drake May out of North Carolina looks really good next year. I'd probably rather have my own, my own groceries to cook in the kitchen. So um, I just don't like either of those spots in particular, but I love the capital that Richardson has. And at this point, we can stop with the completion percentage, 13 career starts. He's probably going to be a first-round pick. Like, at least that's what it feels like right now is Richardson's going to be a first-round pick in the draft. At number 22, the Baltimore Ravens select Quentin Johnston in Miller's mock, followed by the New York Giants taking Jalen Hyatt at 25. The Cincinnati Bengals, the rich get richer. They go Michael Mayer at 28, and the Philadelphia Eagles get their right tackle slash tight end of the future in Darnell Washington out of Georgia. Uh, you want to talk about uh, any of these picks and, and uh, where uh, Zerline had these guys, Jay Rich? So what's interesting is Zerline did also have Quentin Johnson going to Baltimore, but he was not the wide receiver one. JSN was not the wide receiver one. It was Jalen Hyatt, right? And maybe we can get into this more with the big board, but Zerline took a ton of flack on Twitter about having Jalen Hyatt, who was drafted at 12 to Houston in that spot where Matt Miller had Jordan Addison. And I think, you know, his case was there's no alphas in this class. So you take the guy with some of the best traits and Jalen Hyatt is definitely that. So I'm curious how people would feel about that, because I think initially you'd get the Henry Ruggs comp. You'd get, you know, some Will Fuller comps, and that's kind of the direction he was going. But in a lot of NFL ways, it makes a lot of sense that that's where the fantasy and the NFL side is very different. Taking Quentin Johnson, a JSN, a Jordan Addison, if you don't believe they're an alpha, isn't necessarily better for your NFL franchise than taking a Jalen Hyatt. So one more time, for those of y'all who may have missed it, Zerline has Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver out of Tennessee, as wide receiver one. Number, number one. one. Jalen Hyatt, number one. Um, and he definitely was uh, questioned about that pick. And... Uh, went on Twitter to explain that selection of Jalen Hyatt and Jay Rich kind of uh, sort of just 
backed up the case that Zerline made. I don't think you're agreeing and saying that he's your wide receiver one, but you just illustrated his uh, his rationale his point, for yeah. having him at one, right? All right, second round, really quick. Uh, second round, the Houston Texans took Dalton Kincaid at 33, tight end from Utah. Chicago Bears get Justin Fields some help with Zay Flowers out of Boston College at 35. Atlanta, love this pick for Atlanta at 44. They take Josh Downs. Green yep. Bay, I mean, love it. Green Bay takes Luke Musgrave, tight end out of Oregon State. Zerline also had him in the first round to Green Bay, but yeah, 15th overall. Same pick overall. for the first round. And tight end overall one. For Luke tight Musgrave. end one ahead of Michael Mayer, who was 18th overall to Detroit. And then you talk about the next pick, Detroit taking Sam Laporta in the second round in Matt Miller's mock. But, Ray, this one is very interesting. How would you feel about Hendon Hooker going to Seattle in the second round, which is what Matt Miller has, 52 overall? A lot of reports in Mobile that Hooker like did very well in his interviews and could be even the third-best quarterback in this draft class, potentially. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I just I don't know. How to feel about Hendon Hooker? A lot of people that I trust, man, in the uh, college space, Jay, they they think the Josh Heupel system that he ran is just a gimmick. They're like, this is a gimmick yeah. offense. Um, you never had to read defenses. I don't, I don't think anybody's denying the talent of Hendon Hooker, but maybe his his ability to, I don't know, operate a more pro style offense. I guess. Um, He's going to be, if he misses this season, he'll be, what, 26 before his first NFL start? If, yeah, if he starts at the beginning of the 2024 season? I don't know, Jay. I, I don't know. It's, I, it's tough, and it's a tough decision in, in rookie drafts, right? Like, we're talking about our, our big board today. He probably wouldn't make our top 15, but if he goes in the second round and you're willing to wait, he is a quarterback, like... Not maybe top fifteen, but you're getting you're getting Have close you if the right scenario. Just, we somebody posted in our Discord yesterday the list of quarterbacks that were drafted that have been drafted in round two. Uh, it was Mike, Mike from Four uh, D, uh, yeah. South Harmon, man. Shout out to Mike. List of quarterbacks drafted in the second round since twenty ten. The only ones that are like worth a damn was like Jalen Hurts. Um, I know Kyle Trask was in there. Christian Hackenberg was in there. It, it, the list just wasn't great. Like you had a couple yeah. that were that were okay that were that that have turned out to be really good, but for the most part, like you just want first round quarterbacks. I just I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't know how high I could put Hendon Hooker, even with this pick. I just I don't know, dude. All right, let, let's let's finish it up so we could so we could build the board out, right? Uh, Detroit Lions, and this would send the fantasy world in a frenzy. Uh, there was a trade with Minnesota, and Detroit grabs Jameer Gibbs, running back out of Alabama. Jacksonville Jaguars get Trevor Lawrence another weapon like he needs any more, but they take Rasheed Rice out of SMU. Carolina gets Tyler Scott, one of the fastest wide receivers in this class, out of Cincinnati at 61. And the Kansas City Chiefs, they go back to the uh, South— uh, well, they go to the South Dakota State well, and it worked well yeah. for the team that they're playing against in the Super Bowl with Dallas Goddard. So they said, you know what? Let's get Tucker Craft and find our heir apparent to Travis Kelsey because uh, Jody Fortson nor Noah Gray are it. So that rounds out the first. What's interesting about these early mocks, Jay, and I anticipate things changing after the combine, but you know who we're not seeing in these mocks, any mocks? I don't think we've seen this. Zach Charbonnet, yeah. Sean Tucker, Zach yep. Evans, Kendra Miller, I, we haven't seen those guys almost in, never in in any of them. We've seen some A chain slide in yep. there. Um, we've seen a Kenny McIntosh slide in one of these in the second round. I haven't seen Charbonnet once. Haven't seen Ken, have not seen Kendra Miller inside of top 60, 62 one time. Not once, man. Not one time. Zach Evans zero. Sean Tucker zero. What's not another running back here. that we like? Who's another running back that we like? I mean, Izzy, we haven't seen the second at all. Not fucking like, I I yeah. Izzy's not going in the second round. It's not happening. Like, we just, all these players that we like. And right? Tajay like, as well, right? Tajay's not. Yeah, Tajay, you think after the Senior Bowl, maybe someone will go crazy? Well, Tajay will be in round one based on fantasy sentiment here very soon. So we'll make sure that we uh, get the, B, the, the big board to reflect that. So 
we kind of went through the mock quickly because I want to spend a lot of time or majority of the show sort of building out our board, Jay. So with these landing spots in mind, let's go over to the Draft Network, and they got a dope uh, dope big board. Let's get you back on the screen, Jay. That's my bad, dog. Let's get you back on the screen, and let's build out our big board based on this mock. So we're going to super flex, right? Oh, man, super flex. Uh, here we go again. Yeah, Yuck. Super, yeah, super flex. Yuck. Yeah, disgusting. All right, Jay. Bijan at number 10 overall is the 101, right? Like, yeah, let's just build be. him out. He's number one. So we got Bijan at one on the big board. Talk to me about where, what you would do at two. And the dope thing about this is we can play around and move this around. It'd be uh, it'd be a fun exercise, uh, and we'll let the people kind of chime in as well. Talk to me about what you're doing at two. Super flex, where are you going? Bryce Young, who went number one to the Colts. You're going Jameer Gibbs. You're going a receiver. You're going, where are you going? So this is tough. Um, man, between Bryce in Indy or Stroud in Carolina, I think I would stick to my guns today and take Stroud. Um, I've talked about how I like Stroud in Carolina. I do like Bryce in Indy, though. It's it's Houston is the spot that I'm kind of don't know how to feel about it. I don't know if they're going to really build around them in the first in the first draft. Now they do have Addison going there, so that is a slight a slight help to that offense. But Levis. In Houston, I'm just I'm not quite there. I will take Stroud. I think he's the the safest pick. We've talked about this before. One of the safest picks in the draft in terms of quarterback play. And if you do take him this high in a rookie mock or in a rookie draft, I think you will return some investment on him. So I'd be willing to take him there. Um, curious your thoughts if you would take Bryce in Indy um, with the next pick, having him over, over CJ Stroud. Well, let's talk about it. All right. So Bryce Young to Indy. Stroud went nine to Carolina. Um, It's very close for me. Very close. Like, I, I think you could make the case for either one. And, and I think we've talked about this a lot. It's just it's just Houston. I don't I don't really love Bryce well, Young going to Houston. Bryce didn't, but go, if he goes Bryce to didn't Indy, go to Houston in the mock, Jay. Bryce, I know, but that's what I'm saying. We see Bryce to Houston a lot in well, we're these talking mocks. About, we're talking about based on this mock. So Bryce went to Indy. So we're not even worried about Bryce to Houston. So Houston shouldn't factor into the slotting of Bryce Young at all in this, in this exercise. Um... I don't trust Jim Ursay. I don't trust Jim Ursay. That's fair. I don't trust Jeff Saturday. Yeah. But Jonathan Taylor, Alec Pierce, Michael Pittman Jr., Jelani Woods. There's a lot of weapons to play with in Indy. So for me, I'll I'll leave your selection of of, of Stroud. We'll leave Stroud there. I probably would have Bryce at two, but let's let's continue to build this out. So you got Stroud at nine, Bryce number one overall, three on the big board. Where are we going at four? Are we going Will Levis? Are you going Jameer Gibbs? Are you going a receiver? What are you doing at four? If it's super flex, I think I'd have to take. Uh, I think I'd have to take Levis here. I just Levis think that you know over if Richardson. It, yeah, I think I still would. I think I still would. I don't know if I, Washington man, like even the Bucks, like I just, I think I want him in Carolina. I mean, he's probably not going to end up in Carolina, but I think I want him in Carolina. Um, I know you feel differently. I, I'm kind of still firmly with Levis ahead of Richardson if they the gap in draft capital is that big, going from two all the way down to 16. Um, that's just where I'm at. I think you would feel differently about that. But, um, you know, Washington, I don't think is a great spot. I don't mind the weapons. I just, I don't know what to think about him right now. I'm just, I really don't. If he goes top 10, you know, even potentially top five somehow, then I mean, you can make the, the case. But taking a guy who is probably just as raw, who went 16 over a guy who went number two, I don't know if the situation's much different for the Bucs. Slightly better receivers, but the long-term outlook is still pretty rough for the Bucs. Okay. Um, so Levis went number two overall to Houston. A. Rich went 16th overall to Washington. Do you have any do you have any issue with A Rich at five? Superflex, big board, any no. issue with A Rich at five? Because I no, could no. W- would you would you feel comfortable moving Richardson and Levis? Moving them. Oh, you want to move someone up? Well, I don't I don't know. Let's just let's build it. We'll play around with it later. All right. All right. Now it gets interesting. At six, because for most people, uh Jameer Gibbs is is RB2. And uh, I'm fine, I'm I'm with, I'm on board. With that, but in this mock, Gibbs didn't go off the board, Jay, till uh, where'd he go? 55. 55 to Detroit. They still have Jamal Williams. They still have uh, uh, DeAndre Swift. 
what are we doing here? Is it is it Addison? Is it JSN to Seattle? Quentin Johnson to Baltimore? I don't love it. Hyatt to the Giants. Uh, is Gibbs at 55, you know, outside of a top 50 pick to Detroit? Would you take him at 106? Would you put him at 106 on the big board? Or would you go receiver? I think Based you have to consider receiver spots, here. Jay. The, see, based off of this, right, my 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 conundrum is, do I believe he's going to get that much work with DeAndre Swift still there? Um, like you mentioned, Jamal Williams could come back. I don't know. I think if I'm saying Jameer Gibbs is going there in the second round, Jamal Williams is probably gone, at which point Gibbs will get a decent share of the of the workload. But it would be tough for me to fade Addison at 12. We've seen these top 15 receivers do a lot of work in the NFL early. I know it sounds crazy. This is really, if we're just talking the actual draft, it's a trade down spot. But if you wanted to take Addison, I don't think I could blame you. I don't hate Levis as a quarterback, and I think he's going to be his number one target if he's drafted at 12. So if you think you're going to get a guy who's walking into 120 targets in his rookie year, we've seen a lot of success from a lot of rookies who are high first round picks. I don't think it's a bad pick to take Addison. It feels safe, um, but Gibbs in Detroit just doesn't, doesn't move me like that. Okay, well, let's keep it, keep it going then, Jay. So you're not moved by Gibbs in Detroit in the second round. So who's next up? Are you going back to the – are you going JSN to Seattle here at seven on your board? Mm, that's – I don't build, know, man. I, build th- it see, out. I think I, at that point, I think I'd look at Gibbs because I want, I'd want the running back in the Detroit system. Um, you know, we're talking about a guy who could walk into an alpha target share versus two guys who probably won't in Quentin Johnston and Jack Smith and Jigba. Love JSN, my wide receiver one, no doubt right now, but it's a very different situation yeah, playing that look with... Like? What's that look like with him and... Um, wide receiver dude, two. When I say I'm sweating, holy hell, <laughs> yeah. Jay. I mean, it, it, it is hot with this, uh, yeah. with this jacket on. Uh, it is hot. It is hot. We yeah. got to take it off. All right. You said... There's a... There's a difference between competing with targets with uh, Nico Collins and DK Metcalf, right? Um, there's a big difference there. So that's why I've been kind of not sour on the Seattle landing spot, but it's not going to be as rosy, I think, as people as people think. So I would be willing to take Jameer Gibbs if you believe he can get the, you know, 55% um, RB, like RB share, because then he'll be valuable, right? We know the offense is great. He can catch pass into the backfield. I think retaining Ben Johnson is huge. And I, you know, I'm not that big on Quentin Johnston. Now, would you make the case for Hyatt at some point going to the Giants if he could be the wide receiver one for that team? Would you prefer that over a Quentin Johnston in Baltimore who, if they retain Lamar Jackson, I don't really want him at all. I don't know if he's much better than Rashad Bateman. And then JSN playing behind DK Metcalf and what would probably be about a 100 target uh, season for him if he if everything goes right but a bit ceiling capped because again of the offense and not being uh and being next to dk metcalf where did qj go he went to baltimore 22 to baltimore so he's he's automatically down my board i mean he's gonna be down my I, board regardless i kind of disagree with you man i think uh no, we're, I, we're doing this again we did this with bateman and you want to do it again with quinn johnston you know how back into the flames that's my I mean, only what, problem I, I'm right just, i'm just asking the question JSN, DK's there. DK's not going anywhere. They want to run the ball with Kenneth Walker. They still have Tyler Lockett. I'm just, I love JSN, but with that land, it was only two-pick difference, so they got drafted in the same range, right? I don't really care about that. But I just think there's a greater chance for Quentin Johnson to come in and become the alpha in Baltimore opposed to JSN. And by, let me, let me, let's, first of all, let's stop using the alpha term, right? Like, to come in and be the leading target getter on that team, that to command the highest percentage of targets in Baltimore, can, then can, Jackson. Can Smith he be the leading target? Get, can he be the leading target getter though? I think he could. There is still Mark Andrews, right? Wide he can be the wide wise. receiver wide one, receiver right? Wise. Yes. Which is still a wide receiver two role in an offense. I'm, I and think so they I may just, run a whole new offense. They're going to get a new OC, but I don't. Again, so in my opinion, Ray. I don't know if I would take QJ over Bateman. I know we've seen a Bateman has not been great, but if you're telling me I'm picking between two receivers in that offense, I think I like that offense more personally. You like who? I like Bateman in in a Raven-style offense more than a QJ. I think what he does well in the short area and in the mid and in the mid-range versus QJ, who's kind of a short and then obviously can stretch the field, 
All right. right? Well, I'm making know. executive decision here. I'm I'm moving Quentin Johnston ahead of Jameer Gibbs and JSN. Like, I'm fine with the land. He gets that type of capital. I'm not worried about anybody in Baltimore, dude. I'm not worried about Demarcus Robinson or Deshaun Jackson or Devin Duvernay or T- James Prochet or any of those guys. I, and I'm I'm not even worried about Bateman, man. This is year three of Bateman and the inability to stay healthy. Uh, I, I just I, I would I think this is a sneaky good spot. I know people. Oh my God, they're not going to throw the ball. I mean, Hollywood played pretty goddamn well when whenever he was whenever he was bombs away with Lamar. So I think I'm going to move QJ ahead of Gibbs with the capital and ahead of JSN. Now you talked about Jalen Hyatt. I, I, Jay, we're just doing this based off the mock. <sighs> Hyatt in New 10? York. I, I I don't again. I don't hate it. Or do you, you want to go? Or do you want to go off the beaten path and just call your shot on some other running back being there? But we're basing it off. Are you going to fade the 25th overall pick paired with Brian Dayball and Daniel Jones in, in an ascending offense for, let's say, at best a third or fourth round running back? Are you? Go, are we going to do that in fantasy? Like, just is that what's going to happen? If if uh, Hyatt if Hyatt is the 25th overall pick to the Brian Dayball offense. Because we, which we are not good at prospect evaluation as far as future, like we don't fucking know, like we have no idea. Are we going to just be like, nope, don't want Hyatt, everybody? Because it's dump on Jalen Hyatt season, right? Like it is yeah. jump, dump, dunk on Jalen Hyatt season right now. Are we just going to say, nope, don't want a first round wide receiver at all? I'll, I'll fade him. Uh, not in this case, no. I would have to take him. Uh, I do like the Giants landing spot a lot. We've seen Addison go there, and I like it. We've seen QJ go there. I do like that. Um, if Hyatt does go there, I think he could replace Darius Slayton quickly and run those deep post routes that they run a lot that are very successful in that offense that we've seen be very great for fantasy. And I think he could take that job and run with it. Um, you know, my next running back would probably be Zach Charbonnet, not knowing landing spot. But again, it's the only spot I think that you could make a case for potentially would be if someone that we really like goes to Miami because we do like the landing spot for Miami quite a bit. But outside of that, I don't think I could really make the case for anybody else. Um, I know you may make the case for A-Chain. Again, if he doesn't go to Miami, I probably wouldn't consider it. And even still, I like the Hyatt landing spot in, in New York. So I probably wouldn't put anyone above him there. But I'd say there's a tier break now talking about pretty much all the first round players are gone. And well, outside of the tight ends, obviously. And then now we're getting into the second round receivers and the Zay Flowers, the Josh Downs, and then uh, the Rasheed Rice is coming up next. All right, Unless, well, let's of course, talk we about do go Fla- running back. Let's talk about Flowers, Downs, and Rice. How would we build those guys out on the board? Zay Flowers, he went top of the second to Chicago. Some people think he's a first-round pick. Rasheed Rice went at the back of the second to Jacksonville at 56. And Josh Downs, listen, man, I had no idea, Jay. Do you know Alameda Zacchaeus had 115 targets last year and almost had 1,000? Bro, I bullshit you not. I I had no idea, Jay. This dude almost had a thousand yards last year. I, I, I'm almost positive because uh, I'm in a uh, I'm in a draft right now. Let's look up old uh, old uh, Olamide Zacchaeus. I can't even spell his name. I think he I think he had like I, I know he had 114, 115 targets, damn near a thousand yards last year. So if you replace Olamide Zacchaeus with Josh Downs in that offense where there's no Ridley, we know it's just really Drake London. Talk to me about. Flowers, Downs, and Rice. How would we how would we order these guys? I think Rice would probably be last. Okay. Um, I think it's just because of the targets there. I don't I mean, I'm not putting him over Ridley. I'm not putting him over Christian Kirk. If Evan Ingram, heaven forbid, returns, and they do have them drafting a tight end in this mock. So again, another reason to kind of fade that situation a little bit. I think it's a good spot though for downs. I would probably be inclined to take downs there. I so, Ray, I think the question is, is that do we believe Justin Fields and Luke Getzey in this offense can really take a leap passing the ball to where we would draft, say, Flowers here? Because that's that's the biggest hurdle for us in fantasy is as much as we like Ju- J- our <laughs> Jalen Hurts, as much as we like Ju- Justin Fields for fantasy, he needs to take a Jalen Hurts level jump in order to be this productive as a passer. Bringing in Zay Flowers, I don't think makes that situation that much better. 
I don't know how oh, much shit. it helps. Sixty-one them. targets. I'm lying. I'm over here spreading fake news. This <laughs> is this is high-level stuff from old Ray G, fake news boy. But uh, yeah, so I would probably I would probably lean on Josh Downs here. I don't think the Atlanta offense is as bad as people think it is, and that's what? just kind of the way I would lean. You don't think the Atlanta? I don't think it's I don't think it's this bad. They do need a quarterback, and that's a big concern. But I think if they do go with Ritter, they will pass the ball more, and they will have success. There is Drake London. There is Kyle Pitts. It's pretty bad. But I still, I still don't. Would you rather play in an offense with Kyle Pitts and Drake London, or would you rather play with Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet? I just, I think the projection okay, so, for Justin Fields is lofty. I think right. it's still lofty today. So. Talk to me. Downs, Hyatt, Flowers, Rice. We got Rice at 13. Downs. We got at, Hyatt first. You're okay. taking. No, I'm taking Hyatt over Downs. This, okay. Okay. Right? Okay. 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 Flowers over Downs too? Yes. No, really? sorry. No. Downs over Flowers for me. You just if, talked in this situation. You just talked about. You just pumped up Flowers to Chicago. No, I don't. I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know okay. what to do. I don't know what to do. I think taking him at 12 is okay. But I think my question for you, Ray, is. What running back would you put ahead of Rasheed Rice? Because I think that's the spot where yeah. you can make the case for a running back. Well, no, no running backs went in the two rounds of this mock. But who, who do you think? Who, like, call your shot. And I know it's 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 February the eighth, right? It's February eighth, so a lot of stuff is going to change between now and the NFL draft at the end of April. We'll, I think the combine will really start to sort out some stuff for us once we see how big these guys are. Not necessarily concerned with the speed because I think we got a good idea of who's going to run fast and who's not. Call your shot right now. Who's going to be the third running back off the board in the NFL draft? Ooh, in the NFL draft. Who's going to be? Who do you think is going to be the third back off the board? I believe last year it was James Cook. Was yeah, the see, that's what I'm saying. Board. It makes me think it could be Kenny McIntosh um, for the same type of reasons. If it was me, I would pick Charbonnet. I think he's the most NFL-ready back of anybody, I, I but you don't love, see him there, right? We love Charbonnet, right? but I've not seen Charbonnet in any th- any round two yet. Not one time. Yeah. Not one time. Yeah, man. like maybe we see A-Chain, but he even still, we barely see him in these mocks in the second round. I think that's that, those are the guys you're looking at, probably a pass-catching back. Um, and we didn't even talk about we could see more receivers in the second round that we don't expect, right? Some of these faster guys like Tyler Scott. Like I don't even know where yeah. we value him. Yeah, where he's we second value round him. receiver. We we need more context because we don't value him overly high, but he's second round receiver, so we have to kind of give him some respect there. To Carolina again, wide receiver three or four on that offense. Whether it's H. A. McIntosh, Charbonnet, that's probably the three I would go with. Based off what we're seeing, I think Kenny could be the guy who is RB three, but it's it's tough, man. Is there's a lot of a lot of things to still figure out and a lot to still decipher. I think Charbonnet is the best running back and the most ready running back, but doesn't mean he's going to be the third running back off the board. Would you take any of these tight ends at the top of the second? And most of us play in tight end premium leagues. Let's just say. 1.5. I don't want to get too crazy. I know a lot of people out there aren't playing in two point per reception or start two tight ends. But I mean, in a 1.5, would you even consider any tight end with a top 15 pick, top 20 pick? Top 20, yes. Top 15, no. Probably not, no. Okay. I mean, if you're telling me Luke Musgrave goes in the first round of the Packers, I do like that spot. Mayor to the Bengals. I guess, you know, maybe they get rid of T Higgins. This is so difficult. This Dalton Kincaid to Houston. I I know people again, there's a lot of things that could go right, but there's a lot of things that could go wrong too, taking some of these tight ends. And that's where it's tough. You don't really want to just call your shot on a tight end and be absolutely wrong. You know, what's difficult about this and everybody watching this, like it, it doesn't matter who you look, whether it's our mock drafts, whether that's uh, I'll be on uh, BDGE with Nick Ercolano on Friday. We're doing a two round mock. Um, my boy, uh, Kevin Coleman uh, at the boys 22. They do mocks right now because there's so limited information. And most of these mocks are just one round or you might get two rounds of mocks. It is just up in the freaking air, man, of of where these players are going. I'm seeing a chain and some mocks is high is the 109 and as low as the 210. Yeah. I'm seeing Zach Charbonnet 112 to the back of the second. So it's 
it's difficult right now because we don't have a lot of information and you're just sort of, we're just trying, we're, we're sort of just throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks right now. And that's why trying to base the exercise off of some information, even if we don't agree with the mock necessarily or the landing spots of the players in these mocks, that's why it's useful exercise, but it's difficult to do this because I'm not taking any of these tight ends. Let's just assume A-Chain, Charbonnet, Kenny McIntosh, Zach Evans go in the third round. I'm taking them probably yeah, in this spot over a tight end. And especially, don't even come to me with a tight end in just your standard PPR league. And I know a lot of people don't play in TEP, but if you're just in a PPR league, I'm not taking no tight end in the second round, period. Period, Jay. Not happening, yeah. right? Um, especially not one of these types. Now, you, you know, maybe you go number four overall. I like Kyle Pitts. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll think differently. But all right. So for the sake of this, because we don't have much besides Luke Musgrave and Sam Laporta, which I'm damn sure not taking yeah. here in the in, in at that putting him as a top fifteen player. You where do you want to go? Call your shot. You th- I'm I'm kind of with you with Kenny McIntosh being the third running back off of the board. I'm I'm kind yeah. of. I'm, Unless I'm, I think he has to be at the back of the second, and then you see like the more traditional running backs go top of the third. So it just depends on where he gets drafted. But he could be, he could be for sure. All right, but so that, we, that top of the third's been good for running backs in the past couple of years. So all right, based off of this mock, let's just run through the top. We went Bijan, Stroud, Bryce, Levis, and Richardson as the top five. Addison as the first receiver off the board. We got him at six on the big board. I moved QJ up. I don't think you would have QJ at seven. You would still like Gibbs over Quentin Johnston, right? I'd put him probably down near nine or ten. Now you want to? Oh shit, my bad. You'd put uh, you'd put Gibbs at nine or ten. No, not Gibbs. I'd have QJ down around like eight or nine. Really? Yeah, man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm probably not drafting him much. I'm, I'll get him in a few spots where I have you know some later picks or a lot of picks uh-huh. uh, to diversify. But if I again, I'm if I'm making one board. selection. I am probably not taking QJ with that selection, especially if he goes to That's, Baltimore. I can't believe you are so anti Quentin Johnston, man. I didn't. I didn't I expect just, this from you, Jay. I Ray. I've never had any Rashad Bateman for the same reason. I just. I don't want to mess with that situation. I don't think it's as good as people think it's going to be. I just don't like it. I just don't. And so, if you're telling me I can get JSN in a team that has produced two wide receivers, you can get um, Jalen Hyatt in a in an offense that has produced talented players playing for Brian Dable, a situation that we like a lot, right? Jordan Addison, wide receiver one off the board, 12th overall, going to Houston, probably going to be the wide receiver one versus a cloudy oh, situation, man. maybe with a quarterback, maybe not with a quarterback. Right, right. All it's right, tough. Got, all right, so we're going to build. We got Gibbs at eight, okay? We got Gibbs at eight. Yeah. We got Jackson Smith and Jigba at nine, right? We're going we're gonna to build this out, lock it in. We're going to save this board. We're going to save it and revisit it, Jay. So we got Jackson Smith and Jigba at nine, and then you got Jalen Hyatt at 10, right? We're going Jalen Hyatt at 10? Yep, yep. Okay, Jalen Hyatt at 10. So we got Gibbs, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Hyatt at 10. I made the executive decision to put QJ at 7. I'm not as worried about it as you. Now let's go 11. Let's let's go there. That's our top Would 10. Would be Downs, right? Would probably be next based off this mock. Would you put Downs over Flowers? Downs in Atlanta versus Flowers in Chicago was the next two we were contemplating, unless we were going running back, of course. I kind of like Zay with with Fields, man. Okay. 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 I mean, he went 35th overall. I don't, okay. I'm don't. i kind of t- tossed up between the two. Okay. I got Zay at 11, and then you want to go Downs at 12? I think that's where we go next, yeah. Okay. Downs at 12. Now, I'm going to give you the option. We got our top 12 build out. Do you want to take Kenny McIntosh here ahead of a Rasheed Rice, ahead of a Tyler Scott, Ahead of who else do we have? Hendon Hooker, who we didn't talk any about. Do you want to? Do you want to reach and take a guess on who that third running back off the board is going to be? You want to do that at thirteen? I think it would probably be. Yeah, we'll we'll put Kenny there. I think it's just more would you of a take Kenny over? It's going to be a running back. Would you take Kenny over a back of the second round Rasheed Rice? If he goes in the back of the second, yes. I think he'll be going to a good team, right? So if he's in the yeah. back of the second, and then I know that. I know that um, Rasheed is going to Jacksonville where it just I don't see situation coming for him anytime soon. So Scott, I would probably be willing to take Kenny there. Scott Connor, my boy Scott, and this is where this is why I said that's why I made the distinction. I was like a back of the second wide receiver. Scott said this is the range where you almost stop taking wide receivers entirely. Yeah. <sighs> okay. 
Kenny, and then you want to you want to go back to the running back well, or do you want to go Rasheed Rice or Tyler? Yeah, I think I'd go Kenny, A Chain, and then fifteenth, I'd probably put Hendon Hooker. Really, Jay? It, talk about that one. H. I just again, it's this is based off the mock. Based um, off Geno the mock. Smith coming back for a year. Okay. Then you get, get Hendon Hooker right in Seattle. With Jack Smith and Jigba, with DK Metcalf, it's actually a pretty good landing spot. You got Kenneth Walker there. They can take a year, like coming into next season, take another, you know, guard tackle, bullshit the offensive line a little bit. I th- I think that, you know, it's not a bad spot. We, we are kind of out on hooker to some degree, but if you're telling me that I'm taking a round three run back over a second round quarterback that's in a pretty good landing spot with weapons... I could see a scenario where taking 15 isn't that bad. So isn't that let, bad. let's have let's have an, an honest conversation about A-Chain because there's no doubt about it. He has world-class level of speed. I know a lot of people throw that out there, but he's one of the fastest athletes in America, period. I mean, all SEC sprinter. He's 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 fast. He's I mean, you watch the tape, dude. He pl- he looks so much bigger than what he's listed at. Um he's physical, yeah. he produced in the SEC. Even last year, there were people like, he's the better running back between him and Isaiah Spiller. We yeah. know he's going to run fast. We know he's going to be athletic. We know he can catch the ball. He's got home run speed. What will make you out? What 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 is going to happen that you're just like, I want no part of A-Chain? I, gen- I genuinely don't think that outcome exists unless he is a fourth rounder, right? If he like slips... He's listed at 5'8". He's listed at 5'9", 180. 185 is what he's listed at, 180. I don't know, man. I just, I don't know if I would fade the speed because of the size. I just, again, it depends on cost, obviously, but I'm not a guy who's like, oh, I can't take this player because he's 160 pounds, right? Like, that's how you end up fading Devonta Smith. Yeah, you'll fade other guys. You'll fade two two outlaws. But I think it's a little bit different at running back. You know, you can get creative with a running back out of the backfield. And if he can, I mean, at the end of the day, you're just handing him the ball. And so you're just praying he doesn't get hurt. He has doesn't have much of an injury history at AM at whatever weight he's playing at. So, you know, I think there's a reason to trust him in that way. How high you take him is up to you. But I don't think there's a world where I'm just absolutely out on A-chain unless he's like, you know, a Kyron Williams level of fall from grace to like a sixth round pick. And then it's like, okay, that's not happening. That's what I'm saying. Right. So again, is there a weight that you'd be like, I'm out when you know how fast the dude is like, it's, it's tough for me to fade a guy that fast because we know the speed kills in the NFL, regardless of whatever weight you are, it's receiver where I kind of want the mass to take the hits. But if you're yeah, playing the SEC, hits, man, this is this is uh, flag football now that we're playing. No one's getting hit in the NFL. And um, listen, uh, I don't think I could be out. I really don't. If what if he's five seven one seventy? Plays running back. <laughs> I I legitimately don't care. It's just if if he was five seven one seventy and playing receiver, I'd be like, okay, that dude's pretty limited in the NFL. If you're handing him the ball in the backfield, okay, just take the time, bulk up. Do whatever you got to do to play running back in the NFL. But I just trust the speed. And, you know, you see even the rushing ability in the SEC. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So I think you could trust him no matter what weight he's at. It's just what does his usage look like in the NFL? And I don't think we're drafting him to be some three-down right, right, running right, back. Right. You're not. You're not. I, I think so, A-Chain, man, if you get that dude 11 to like 14 touches a game, it could be beautiful, yeah. man. It could be beautiful, for fantasy and creativity in the passing game as well, right? Like he could run a screen and he could run little out He's routes like, I, and stuff. I, I, like I, he'll be good. I just turn it on the tape, Jay, and you turn on the tape, and the film score for me was the second highest just on film. That doesn't that doesn't include any analytical data points. I'm just looking at the film and grading off the film. That's not the final grade. It's not the final ranking. But I I turn on the tape, and I don't think you can I don't think you can sell me. That if you just watch Devon A. Chain and Jameer Gibbs play football, that Gibbs was a better runner than A. Chain. I I can't. I don't see yeah. it, man. I don't see it. And I love Jameer Gibbs. One point, I was like, he's RB one in twenty twenty three, like two years ago. And obviously, no, he's not RB one. It's Bijan. Uh, but you turn on the tape, and I had a conversation with my boy Jay Wack from Dynasty Nerd, and he texted me, and he was like, "Am I insane for saying that Gibbs like uh, that that A. Chain is?" 
closer to Gibbs than Gibbs is close to to or better than Gibbs just on tape. Just that's yeah. it. Not that is not my final running back rank is none of that. I need capital. I need to see some other data points, but I'm just watching them play football. And Devon A. Chain does way more for me. He's be, his contact balance is better. He's got more burst and acceleration. That doesn't mean Gibbs is slow. Gibbs said he's going to go out there and run a 4-3-2. Gibbs is better in the receiving game, no doubt. But you just turn it on, the footwork, the contact balance, the explosiveness. A-Chain is incredible. I'm actually going to do a film breakdown of him soon. Um, somebody said, Reese said, A-Chain, Hines with sex appeal. That's, you, you know what, man? A lot of people uh, see this, Reese. And they'll shit on it, right? Ill Naheem Hines. I mean, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I, I like it, man. Because we got to stop with Jamal Charles and Barry Sanders yeah. and Walter Payton and Jim Brown because CJ Two K. Yeah, right. Chris Johnson. Let's just name the highest end players. Like maybe, maybe that's what he is, Naheem Hines, but a little bit better. I'm just on the tape. He's a better running back on tape, film score than Jameer Gibbs. All right, Hinton Hooker at 15. J. Let's get. Let's go 20. Let's go 20. We're going to break down Zach Evans tonight. And I know there have been a... I don't think Zach Evans is a top three back in this class, right? I don't think he's a top five back in this class. But he's not bad. Like, he's just... He's a runway running. He's big. He's physical. And if you give him a lane, he's probably going to hammer it home. Like, that's just... He's not a shifty create. That's just not his game. He's not a dynamic pass catcher. That's just not his game. And that's okay. But if you just turn around and hand him the ball and there's a hole, he's going to hit it pretty hard and he's probably going to punish the defender on the other side of it. So I think Evans is probably a third or fourth round pick in the NFL draft. Charbonnet, same kind of guy. I know we love Zach Charbonnet. You want to go Sharps here at 16 on the board? I probably would, yeah, based off of what we've seen on tape from Charbonnet. Okay. He's just a guy that I'm just very comfortable taking in this range. Um, you know, we talked about Kendra Miller as well. Another player we're very comfortable taking I in this range. Him. I love him. Right? Jay, I don't see Kendra anywhere. Yeah. I love him. It's scary, him. man. We love all these running backs, but they just, they don't get this second round capital that really would separate them from the third rounders. Do you, do you think don't that, see it ever. do you think that because it is a deep running back class, think about it. We haven't even talked about Evan Hull, Tajay Spears, Izzy Abanacanda. Yep. We haven't talked about any of these guys. Do you think that the fact that the running back class is deep, teams will say, I'm not spending a second-round pick on a running back? Yeah, for sure. This is a game and, and of positional they, they advantages, right? Down. Yeah. You, 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 we have a cluster of probably six or seven guys that, you know, depending on your offensive scheme, would fit in differently. But you have two or three options here where you don't have to go with that guy in the second round. You can take an edge rusher, a corner, which is very deep in this class, or potentially an offensive lineman to take someone to bolster your offensive line there. There's a lot of ways you could go. And even the receivers right in the second round, they dwindle off quickly. There's options, but they dwindle off quickly. And so you think about what we're looking at, and I think it's the same thing with running back. There's a lot of guys. We saw it in 2020. Thought all these guys would go first round. They all went second round, right? And I think the same thing's going to be true. They're not quite as talented, but they're all going to go like late second, third round. I just want to blame Scott Connor right now. I'm going to blame Scott Connor. Go find him at Charles and Chill. He has uh, completely gotten me nervous about drafting third round wide receivers. So I'm looking and I'm thinking, okay, Kayshawn Boutte, uh, who else was good at the senior bowl? Tank Dell. Who else was fucking Tank good Dell, there? Yeah. Uh, Xavier Hutch. I'm just like... Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, all those guys, yeah. I can't take any of those guys. Like, Rasheed Rice, I feel like, needs to be on here somewhere, man. I mean, goddammit, he was in the second round. But Scott's got me terrified of third-round wide receivers right now. So I'm going to put Rice here. And then, Jay, I'm just going to call the shot. Now that we're at, what, 7-18 on the big board... Tight end, baby. No, man. I'm telling you it's going to happen, man. I know Scott. Scott, we and, me and him talked, and he said it'd be insane if somebody spent the second-round pick on this running back. I don't know if he's going to get drafted in the second, but I don't think he's falling to day three. And that was the riser of all risers, uh, Tajay Spears out of Tulane. He's going into yeah, my top 20. He was good. He was good. He's going to test well. He's 205 pounds at 5'9 and a quarter, almost 5'10, 205. He's going to be a day two pick. Book it. Lock that in. He's oh, yeah. going to be a day two pick. I think inside this top 20 range, what's 18? Like 20, 206. 206? 
We'll put it's fine spot. It's fine. It's fine. There's a lot right? of running backs that we don't know where to rank them yet, but talent-wise, Tajay is up there with the Kendrays, with even a Zach Evans, right? Like, there's there's a lot of talent there, but we're never going to know where to put them until we get the draft capital for them. You want to go Musgrave here at this point? Would you take Musgrave or Mayer? Mayer's in Cincy. Mayer's in Cincy. Musgrave's in Green Bay. Kincaid's in Houston. Mayor, I want Burrow. I want yeah. Burrow. I want Burrow. Yeah. I want Burrow. And you're just praying uh, T. Higgins leaves. Opens up some targets for you, for your tight end there, which would be good. I, we don't. Would you take Musgrave we're, well, in the second? Uh, we're not praying T. Higgins leaves. I, I'm not praying for that personally. But, um, I mean, Mayor would be fine in, in Cincy. It would, help that, it would help their offensive front because he's a fantastic blocker. We yep. see Hayden Hurst getting used in Cincinnati, so I don't. I don't want to pray for Higgins. I want to keep keep T and keep T with Burrow. At twenty, where are you going? So you got you got Musgrave with Jordan Love. We can go Tyler Scott, who let's be honest, none of us know anything about him. Um, Joe yeah. Marino from the Draft Network scouted him yesterday and said he's pretty good. Uh, he's very fast, so we know speed kills. But yeah, I just I don't know. Or do you want to go? Do you want to have a conversation about Sean Tucker? I'd probably take Kendra over him. Not knowing landing spot. If I'm picking a guy, I'm probably if you got to pick right now. You got to pick right now. Kendra over Tucker. I think so. Yeah, I think I'm taking Kendra over Tucker. If I'm just picking a guy, where are you at? Would you go Sean Tucker over Kendra? I have Kendra graded on the film higher than Sean Tucker. Here's my fear with Kendra Miller, man. My fear is he messed up his MCL in that college football playoff game. Yeah. What if he's not 100%? He goes out there at the combine and just does it not 100% and he tests horribly. Like, I just yeah. don't want that to happen. I'm, I'm just, just a little fearful that he goes out there and performs at less than 100% and performs like shit and it just tanks his draft stock. I, I just, I'd rather him Good. not do That's anything, fair. be healthy do everything at his pro day opposed to go out there and be 60%. And I don't know. I'm just, I don't know anything about his injury. I haven't seen anything. I just know it was an MCL. I don't know if he's a hundred percent. I would hope by the time the combine, even, even if he's a hundred percent by the combine, we know he hasn't been able to train at a hundred percent capacity. So that just, that's my only fear with Kendra. That's my only yeah. fear, but you turn on the tape the dude is crazy good, right? Incredible. So I like Kendra yeah. Miller, man. T two months of recovery probably isn't quite enough. Um, it, I, it probably I, I, would be healthy, but like you said, can he actually train for the event in the way that he needs to in order to succeed at it? You know, the way that A Chain's probably just built for the 40, right? <laughs> he could probably just walk into the 40 front 4 3. Man, it, this is everybody's talking about how bad this class is. There's a lot of good players, and there's a lot of good players. We only went 20 deep, Jay. I mean, think about this. After the Big Ten, you know, you got Flowers, Downs, McIntosh, A-Chain, Hooker, Charbonnet, Rice, Spears, Mayer, Kendra. We didn't take uh, no Sean Tucker, no Zach Evans, yep. uh, no Luke Musgrave, no, you know, this is Cedric Tillman. This is a good class. Like, there may not be a plethora of blue-chip superstar BAM-tier difference makers, but if you're telling me with the 20th pick in my rookie draft, I can get Kendra Miller with the 21st pick. I can get Dalton Kincaid or Luke Musgrave or Tajay Spears or an Eric Gray or whomever, man. This is I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about this class. And I think the the narratives out there that this is a bad class are severely overrated. They're overblown. And I think you're going to get a lot of good players in the second and third round of rookie drafts this year. It's a good class, man. Yeah, I think what people need to take away from this exercise more than anything else, Ray, is actually not necessarily the players, but, you know, I think the top 10 is really solid. I think what we built for a top 10 based off this mock, you should expect some order of these players, right? That part has been very consistent throughout the mock draft process, and these are the guys we've seen kind of in the top 10. But when you get to the next few spots, I would look at it more from these are the players, or sorry, these are the positions and kind of the order we expect them to fall in. Yes, Kenny McIntosh may not be your RB3, right. but we expect there to be an RB right around that spot. So if you're telling me you're getting your RB5, RB6, and we like probably, what, 10 to 12 RBs in this class, 
at 18, at 19, like that's a pretty good spot for a talented running back. And so that's when we say this class is deep, I think we're talking about these positions and these players will move, but taking a running back at 13, at 14, at 15 is going to be a good spot and a valuable pick for you. So that's why having those early seconds will be valuable, not necessarily because you want Kenny McIntosh, but you want the RB3, you want the RB4 in this draft class, whoever that player ultimately ends up becoming. All right, man. It is a, a thunderstorm of epic proportions outside, so my fucking internet's probably going to start acting crazy in a second. Um, Rico hit us with a super chat. Uh, he said, will any wide receiver participate in the three-cone drill at the combine? Oh, yeah. Josh Downs is going to look great in that. Flowers is going to smash that. Do you think they will? They Didn't none of them do it last year? I think they changed the schedule this year. I think they changed the order of when they do that crap. So I think it happens like earlier in the day. I know that like bench press, I think they've removed some of that. Like they changed some stuff yeah. around for how the events are conducted this year. So I would think so. I would think so, especially if they run fast. Why not? And some of these receivers will look really good doing it. You know, I don't, I think yeah. it was, I think, yeah, it was Cold World just, Cold, uh, Cold World just said it. It was the schedule, man. Like, they did that at the end of the the end of the night. It was like 10, 10 o'clock at night when they yeah. did that crap. So they're like, I'm not doing this. So I think they switched it around. So I would say, yes, they would do it. And then I see some people talking about, um, <laughs> Reese said, the narrative that it's a bad rookie class is by those who traded away their picks just want to be contrarian. And then I saw Joe talking about uh, MCL. I don't know. I don't know about MCLs and, and the injury, but I, just, I would just hope – He's healthy by the time uh, when he performs. Kendra Miller, that is, because he's a fantastic, yeah. fantastic running back. But there we go. Uh, you go to TDN as well, you guys, and build your own big board. I'd love to see him. If you build a big board of 10 or 20, and like I said, you could play around with these players in the order. If you guys build a big board, send them to the uh, send them to the Wake Up Show, man. We'd love to talk about them and, and take a look at your guys' custom uh, big boards that you all have built out, and you can save them and do all that other stuff. But appreciate y'all tapping in today, man. We got the GOAT. We got uh, Michelle Adoro. Yes, Michelle Adoro. Go to MichelleAdoroUSA.com. Use the promo code WAKEUP, 15% off of the best damn coffee that you're going to get. Make sure you go there. Use the promo code WAKEUP for 15% off. Get you some of that Michelle Adoro coffee. Jay, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Newsletter, link in the description. Check out Matt Miller's full mock. Uh, what else, baby? Uh, tomorrow, uh, I was on Off the Line last night, and we will be dropping Super Bowl props. So uh, on Off the Line, Super Bowl prop show, that'll be a good show. Um, it was fun. Talked to uh, Gene and Ike. Shout out to them for having me on the show yesterday. So I will be on that, which will drop tomorrow morning on the DD Radio feed. And of course, uh, always check out the newsletter. Check out Scott's pods. Check out Eric. Check out um, Mike and Adam. Mike and Adam.